Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of Agents of Mace. My name is Luke. The other agents will be joining later. We just had a little bit of a schedule uh, conflict today, so I was going to share my thoughts first, and then we'll pass the episode over to Drew and Elisa. So today we're talking about She-Hulk Episode 4, Is This Not Real Magic?, um, I'm going to keep my thoughts uh, fairly short, let the other agents kind of go into more detail and talk through the episode. But overall, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought I found this one to be quite humorous, actually. And we definitely get a little bit more interesting world building here. I think one of the things I really enjoyed about this episode is that it's feeling a little bit more like Spider-Man-esque. I think four episodes in now, you know, we really kind of, I think we've set up a good foundation for Jen and She-Hulk and just really getting into like this, how do I balance everything? How do I, you know, I'm going to work as She-Hulk and then after work I need to kind of live my normal life. And a lot of this episode deals with Jen, uh, you know, going on dates and setting up dating profiles and then just kind of balancing that along with with now her growing to-do list for work. Um, but we do get some interesting things in here in ret- in regards with magic. Wong does come back in this episode. I really enjoyed his presence in this. It's funny because we just kind of get a lot of these moments of like, what are these superheroes doing like when they're not trying to save the world? Like, how are they decompressing and relaxing? And there was one particular thing in this episode that was spoiled for me first thing this morning on Instagram, but I had zero context what it meant. I didn't even like piece it together that it would be associated with She-Hulk, but once I kind of got the context, I just laughed. I thought it was hilarious. I thought the the use of like the fourth wall break was very, very clever within this episode as well. We we do get some cool things. Um I'm very curious to see where things are going now. I do know that like early reviewers were able to get the first four episodes. So now we're kind of caught up to what they know. So the question is is where's things going? Because you know the ending of this episode was very interesting because it's not something I was expecting because uh, we do get another uh, uh, something's going on with Titania and now it's kind of like, well, what's Titania's motivations with Jen? Where is this going to lead? Who else are we going to see? I-, I don't know. But overall, um, 
I think this raise this episode does raise some very interesting questions because we're seeing another magician. Uh, magic is a big part of this episode where we're kind of following this magician that does have a past with uh, with Wong, and so it's just kind of like you know watching what this magician is doing, uh, who goes by the name of Donnie Blaze. Why is he able to keep the sling ring? He was a former student, so what's giving him the rights to do this? And like, if you look back at Spider-Man: No Way Home, like how, like what would Wong think of Ned using magic and that, you know, kind of misusing it and and just randomly opening portals? And it's very fascinating, especially seeing like how Wong is just kind of able to pop in in She-Hulk at any given time, but we'd never really see him that much in She-Hulk, but or in Spider-Man. But surely he knows what's going on, uh, or at least knows from from Doctor Strange. So. You know, a lot of there's there's definitely some underlying questions of like what this means as a whole for characters going forward. But uh, from what we get to see and in, in a lot of the references, um, I don't know. I thought this was a fun episode. Um, it's one one I'll definitely watch again uh, here soon. So uh, I didn't spot the QR code. So if there is one, uh, hopefully Drew or Lisa spotted it. Um, I looked but didn't didn't ever see it. So I'll have to go back and check that again. But um, I'm going to hop off now, let them take over and kind of share their thoughts on on this episode. Uh, Let us know what you think. Um, And also Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun version is still out in theater. So I did go and watch it. I really enjoyed it. We also have D23 going on this weekend. So expect a lot more content from us next week. So I'll pass this off over to them. Thanks so much. We'll see you in the next episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Um, I don't think I just remembered. Luke told me he did an intro, so scratch that. (laughs) You guys already heard the intro. But yes, we're talking about episode four of She-Hulk. I feel like we got another episode kind of like last week where I really enjoyed it. I feel like we got some story stuff, but we also got some just like fun She-Hulk being a lawyer stuff. Uh, so I think my first thoughts for this episode are I give it like a 8 out of 10. I enjoyed it. I think there are a lot of fun little nods to stuff. How about you? Um, I also enjoyed it. I'm trying to think if I would give it higher than 8 out of 10 because I'm having a lot of fun with the series like I've told you guys every single week. And so it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, Does it measure up to like the depth and things of some of the other Disney Plus shows? No, but it doesn't really have to. Like it's She-Hulk. It's a fun show about a lady lawyer. And like, it's just, it's easy watching. And it like, it had its identity figured out from the very first episode. It's been very tonally consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I love Tatiana Maslany's performance. Uh, uh, every single week. Uh, and this week we had some fun new characters who are crazy that I'm <laughs> looking forward to talking about. Yes, 100%. I feel like the <laughs> the main characters are a lot of fun. The side characters are amazing. It's like every week they introduce <laughs> some new weird side character that I want to know more about. So uh, I, I too am excited to kind of talk about that. Um, so I think... Everything that I see about this show is that, like, the air quote hardcore Marvel fans don't like it because 
everything that I've seen <laughs> seems more like the hardcore, maybe misogynistic fans don't like it. What? Uh, yeah, surprise, a strong female lead. Um, it's we. It's so weird to me. Every week when they complain about stuff that She-Hulk does. Now, I will admit, last week, I wasn't like blown away by the twerking She-Hulk moment. <laughs> I think that it they could have done something a little more fun for that than have Oh, you didn't her. think it was fun? I mean, it was fun, <laughs> but it was just like, I don't know. I, the other ones were all kind of like funny seeing how She-Hulk deals with everyday problems. And this mm -hmm. seemed more like they got Megan Thee Stallion on the show. And so they were like, well, what can we do with her? We can dance to one of her songs. Yeah. So I was like, ah, <laughs> I but I didn't have anything wrong with it for like a woman is dancing on a Marvel superhero show. Like leave her right. alone. Come on. It's not that bad. Yeah, I saw some folks complaining about the CGI, and I was like, y'all are mad at a cartoony sequence in a sitcom lawyer show that's very CGI heavy because it's <laughs> cartoony? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't like, mind the okay. cartooniness. I wasn't a huge fan of how bulky her um, her <laughs> clothes are. Not that they need to be like skin-tight clothes, but it just seemed like when she moved, they weren't animated to move with her. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, it, it kind of looks like the clothes were animated separately from She-Hulk doing yeah. her dance. I, I guess I didn't like, I guess I didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> I will say I've heard that these poor Marvel animators are having to work their poor little baby fingers to the bone mm -hmm. <laughs> with all this content coming out. So you guys, if, even if it's not perfect, y'all are doing great. Y'all are doing stuff I could never do in a million years. <laughs> and also, have you seen the behind-the-scenes photos that came out from, from that where they had uh, Tatiana Maslany in the the motion capture suit yes. with Megan Thee Stallion? Yes. So funny. So good. Which, they looked like they were having a blast. It's funny, too, that she did that because uh, there's also a stunt double, sort of, for She-Hulk. Um, so it was interesting that they had her mocap that moment instead of the stunt double who is like six four or something. Um, but yeah, I'm not letting somebody else live my dancing dreams. So I don't blame her. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, they did. The show does a really good job, and I don't know if this was all planned from the beginning or if this is something that like. I mean, I can't imagine they're doing like weekly reshoots, but. <laughs> it's like every time people complain about something in an episode, they address it in the following episode. And I, I always think that that's really clever. But again, I don't know. Like, are they just sitting around waiting to see, like, what people think of it and then immediately addressing those issues? Like, this, so this, the main one that I'm talking about for this episode is, like, the bulky clothes were a big thing for people last week. And mm -hmm. this week they like immediately show that she's shopping for big and tall. Like when she's scrolling through her to-do list, mm -hmm. there's like three references to getting big and tall suits. And then her, um, what is her assistant? I can't remember her name. Nikki. Okay. Yeah. Nikki. So Nikki makes mention of it too, that like 
she's like, why, you know, I don't like your clothes. And she's like, it's really hard to find anything that fits. And so it's like, it's funny. It's like they're, they addressed what everyone was complaining about last week in the yeah. episode. I mean, yeah, I feel like they're just very anticipatory. Yeah. And uh, like, I can see it as being like, uh, they, they purposefully wrote it in. Like she's in this new body. She doesn't know how to dress it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and of course, since all of the like the writers and the director are all girls, they know that it's hard to find clothes for your body mm-hmm. for most of us. And so, and she's a very exceptional yeah, case. Let alone like an eight foot tall, muscle bound yeah. lawyer. I'm not eight foot tall, and I still can't find clothes for my weird baby legs. It's the struggle is real. Uh, so I'm guessing that that was that was already there. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I, I also see it maybe being an, an arc that they built in for her that she starts to not only like embrace the the She Hulk side of herself more, but starts uh, like like dressing that side of mm-hmm. herself more and kind of coming into her own, which, which I think would be would be interesting. It's also something that we see a little bit in in the comics. She's more confident mm-hmm. as She Hulk. Um, so yeah, it works. And they do like a really. I mean, that's that's like a the secondary storyline almost for this episode is that she's, she's not as confident when she's not she Hulk. And Mm -hmm. also she's starting to realize that there are a lot of people out there that only like her as she Hulk. And so this side story in this episode is like her dating basically. And the guys that she dates are, you watch it and you're just like, no way. Like there are, dumb people like this out there right but from the few people that i do know that are dating it does seem like that is sort of the norm especially on those dating apps it's a lot of yeah that's what i say i promise it gets worse (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah i i thought that that whole side story was kind of fun getting to see her dealing with the fact that people like she hulk but people maybe don't like her and for for what reason i don't know i mean She's perfectly pleasant. She's funny. She's got a kick-ass job. Yeah. I don't know why all these people are like, nah, no. Oh, wait, you're She-Hulk? Okay, that's different. <laughs> but even the guy that she's dating, well, I, get, I don't know if she's dating, the guy that she sleeps with, um, I'll assume, maybe that's not an assumption I should make, but <laughs> the guy who stays over at her house <laughs> overnight with her, yes, um, he seemed totally fine and then the moment he saw jen instead of she hulk he was like i gotta go and it was like oh is he gonna come back and apologize or are we never gonna see that guy again i don't know yeah i'm gonna guess not i was getting it was bad bob city from the beginning with that dude i can't really pinpoint why but i was like "Mm." it's because he was saying everything too perfect it it was a little (laughs) bit too perfect but I was also like, how are you a pediatric oncologist and have enough time to bulk up this much at the gym? <laughs> I don't buy this story. <laughs> he did. It was really funny because when they're eating dinner, he doesn't look that bulky. But then mm-hmm. when she lifts him up to carry him out of the room, yeah. I, I will say it's probably that he had to wear a harness to be like lifted so when she was carrying him out like that's she's clearly not like supporting his weight the way that he's mm-hmm. he's kind of like balled up in her arms it's like oh he's wearing a harness to be lifted so maybe he looks a little bulkier because he's got some sort of 
muscle suit harness on. I don't know. Or but... he's flailing for his <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he, yeah. I, it was so weird when you see him from like certain angles. He's huge. And then other angles, he just looks like a normal guy. So, I don't know. Um, but let's get to the main story because there's a lot going on here. Uh, we meet a new character that I do hope we see more of, Donnie Blaze. Um, <laughs> I see a lot of people saying that this is an Easter egg referencing uh, Ghost Rider, who's Johnny Blaze. Um, and I was supportive of that fact with all of the de- like the demonic references and the demons that show up. I was like, maybe this guy like turns into Ghost Rider somehow later. But from what I see, this is not Johnny Blaze. It's just a magician named Donnie Blaze. Yeah, I was about to say, I, w- I would go out on a limb and suggest that's probably a stage name. Yeah. It might mean that uh, Johnny Blaze exists somewhere in this universe, mm-hmm. and he was inspired to steal his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that it feels very magician-y. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, and he does, you know, a bunch of classic magic acts, but they're all like very bad yeah (laughs) it's so weird that he's like he's like trying so hard but you can see his harness and you can see when he does tricks where he's pulling stuff from um but the interesting thing is he used to train at carmitage with wong and somehow stole a sling ring i would assume that if you dropped out of that program they probably wouldn't let you keep that but yeah i don't know i guess Maybe he just got away with it. Um, so then he starts using the sling ring to kind of boost his magic act. And boy, oh boy, the character that we get for him to practice the sling ring on. <laughs> at first, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, what is, who is this girl? And then I just figured she would never show up again. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> she not only shows up again, she shows up twice more in this episode. Um, and potentially more, because now it seems like she may be BFFs with Wong. Yeah, I was say, it looks like she might have just moved into Kamertage at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. With Wongers. With Wongers, <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I did not write down, it, it has a Y in it. Okay, yeah. Uh, they only repeat this about four million times I know. in the episode. <laughs> I forgot. But her name is Madison, Madison with two N's and a Y and not where you think it is. And it sure isn't because later she spells <laughs> it and it is not where you think it would go. Um, but yes, Madison with a Y, two N's and a Y, not where you think it is, mm. is a character that I do hope comes back. She was ridiculous. She was like... <laughs> If I ever met a person like that, I would stay as far away as possible. But boy, oh boy, was it entertaining for this show. Um, So Madison gets sent to what can only be described as some sort of like weird hellscape with goblin heads on spikes and stuff. Um, And then the next time we see her, she appears to Wong and she has a heart in her hand and basically tells him that the way that she escaped was she met a goat who she thinks his name is Jake, and she made a deal with him for six drops of blood 
to get out of there. So this is interesting, and it we've talked about this for the past, I don't know, five series and three movies that everything seems to be a Mephisto reference, but yet nothing seems to be a Mephisto reference. Well, this could be an actual Mephisto reference. Um, Mephisto at one point does take on the form of a goat, and his name is Jack. Um, So this could be, because she says it's Jake or something, so this could be a reference to Mephisto, and maybe she made a deal with him for the drops of her blood to escape. I mean, that sounds... I'm convinced. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, people have been talking about Mephisto since WandaVision. Mm -hmm. We have not had a actual mention. So, this could be... Yeah, they're being being awfully coy about Mephisto. Yeah. Because every series, they're like, maybe. Yeah. And then it never never pans out. Exactly. So, I'm I'm not expecting it to pan out, but this could be an actual reference... But I'm also starting to think that this is like the the big red herring for this entire new uh, phase. They're just going to be like, Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto. And then they're never going to show him. And it's going to be a surprise when they're like, ah, look, it's, I don't know, Galactus. Phase eight. (laughs) (laughs) They'll do Mephisto. Yeah. Um, So that was exciting to kind of see that. we also get a few references throughout this to uh, Doctor Strange. They talk about the Book of Ashanti, which, as we all know, that's the book Doctor Strange is trying to get in Multiverse of Madness. Um, and they also mention, Wong mentions a wedding. Mm-hmm. This could be the wedding in Doctor Strange too. Yeah, but I was wondering why they would have stuff from Christine's wedding. Yeah. Since they were just guests there. So I don't know whose wedding he's talking about unless, like, did Strange marry Clea? That would be fast. Mm, that would be fast. But, I mean... Is Wong married secretly? <laughs> right, yeah, I don't know. Or is it, like, somebody that we haven't met yet and then they're going to be like, oh, we went to... Uh, it was Sue Storm and... Mr. Fantastic's wedding. Oh boy, what if they slip that in? <laughs> Surprise, Fantastic Four. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but that's a scene that we'll wait to talk about because that's a fun scene. Um, I do want to say before we get too far away from this that the last straw that pushes Wong over the edge into he has to sue Johnny Blaze is that when Madison shows up, she spoils the episode of The Sopranos he's about to watch. Yes, yes. I love that. He's he's known about Johnny Blaze for a long time, but then he's like, enough is enough yeah. when she spoils this like at least 15-year-old episode <laughs> of The Sopranos. You know what's funny? Uh, so when I was growing up, uh, my stepfather at the time watched Sopranos, but I was mm-hmm. never allowed to watch it. And I just, I think that I like missed it. I like never watched it. I tried watching episode one like years later wasn't really into it so i never watched it so mm-hmm. seeing this i was like oh well i guess i know I she know, dies yeah <laughs> <laughs> so for all you other fans out there who have not seen that thanks a lot wong or yeah, or gosh. thanks a lot madison i guess 
for yeah. ruining this for all of us. Um, I also haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So we do get to see um, some fun little things. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, when Jen is going through her like list of things to do for the day, um, if you pause it a couple times, there's a few times where it just blurs and you can't really see, but a couple times you can kind of see like stuff that she's up to for the day. Um, some of them are just like her base lawyer things. Uh, she needs to find a direct contact for Wong, which I thought was funny because direct is in quotes since she doesn't really know how to get in hold, a hold of Wong. Um, she's supposed to have a coffee date with Pug and Nikki. So that's fun, bringing them on a little coffee date. She has to do some, like, prep work, uh, like planning prep work or something for new people. But then she also gets to plan the outings for the new people. So I was like, this is funny to see just, like, what what she has to do in her day-to-day job. (laughs) Um, Some of the things that show up in this... Uh, reference things in the comic book. She has to follow up on a Jansen class action, uh, which is a reference to a comic book with uh, Claus Jansen. So fun little thing there. Uh, We also get to see she has to compile a disposition for Lee versus Bjorn, Bjorn, B-Y-R-N-E, which is a Stan Lee reference. Uh, and a nod to John Bjorn, who is one of the big writers and artists for She-Hulk. So there's a lot of little fun things to see there. But also, the last thing on her list is she needs to finish her dating profile. When she pulls up her dating profile, we get the uh, code, the QR code for the free She-Hulk comic book. Um, So if you're looking for your next free comic, it will take you to an... 1986's West Coast Avengers annual number four comic. Uh, So that's your free comic this week. Make sure to download that. I'm super excited that they brought it back and they're sticking with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I know we talked about it before, but I just keep expecting like one episode. They're just not going to have it. Why? I don't know, but love it. Um, The episode kind of slows down a little bit uh and we go back to more of like a lawyery show uh and less of like a superhero show um but jen goes on some dates and she hulk goes on some dates and we find out that uh, wong is going to sue donnie and then they basically like have to take them to court and say hey you have to stop. And the judge is like, I'm not going to make my decision right now. And so they ask for Donnie to stop doing magic until the decision is made. And he's like, no. And then that just kind of is never referenced again. So I thought that was kind of weird. Like the judge didn't say yes or no. He was just like, that's my livelihood. And then the next time we see him, he's doing a magic act again. And it's like, well, the judge does say that since it is his livelihood, he's allowed to continue. Oh, oh. That's the point that the I must have spaced out. at the end. <laughs> Man, oh, whoops. I'm, I completely missed that. I was so confused when it showed him again. I was like, did she, nobody said anything. How did he do that? Um, 
Well, all right. Anyway, he does magic again, and it goes, as expected, completely wrong. Uh, he does his little portal open for a girl who says she's not going to get in it because she saw it last week and her friend got stranded in Iowa, I think. Um, so she's not going to go through the portal. So instead, he opens a like mini portal in his hand, sort of. They don't really explain how all of a sudden the sling ring can do other things. Um, but he's able to like pull a other dimensional dove out of his hand and the dove lays an egg and the egg opens up and it's like a weird little bat goblin. <laughs> and then the bat goblin starts to grow. Everybody freaks out. He opens a cow goblin. Yeah. He opens a bigger portal to the, cow bat goblin universe and <laughs> throws him in right throws him in with the dove but of course doesn't then close the portal which seems like a mistake uh and sure enough it was because then they get swarmed by these little bat goblins and then surprise surprise donnie runs away he runs to wong's house we get to see wong yet again what does the Sorcerer Supreme do? I thought he was supposed <laughs> to be like yeah. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be protecting the universe, and instead Wong is just laying on his couch watching TV all the time. Um, so Wong gets interrupted again, trying to watch his shows, and has to come save everybody from these little goblin monsters. He tries to call Jen for help. Of course, Jen at this point is with her uh, child oncologist date and doesn't answer her phone so wong decides you know what i'm just gonna go over there and get her so he opens a portal and ruins the date sort of for the moment mm-hmm. uh and she has to go help him fight i think it's funny that i mean i guess we don't really know what dr strange is up to but it's weird that wong would go get jen to help these yeah, I guess presumably Doctor Strange is off doing three odd stuff with Clea. Yeah, and so he's he's definitely not around. Yeah, yeah. Because then they would be they would be asking about him. I mean, I know we've had many instances <laughs> where it seems like some other Avengers should be around to help, but there's always an excuse. Mm-hmm. It happens so fast. Mm-hmm. They're in a different dimension. They're on another planet. True. But it, what about and all the so, people that yeah. live with Wong in Carmitage? It was bedtime. They were <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they're all students, I guess. They're not ready. So she has to go help him as he makes a portal to, like, the mountains, like mm-hmm. a snowy mountain, and starts throwing the bat creatures through that portal, which seems like you know putting bubble gum on like a leaky pipe unless that's like an, another dimension or something it's just weird because i was like is he just letting them go but now they're on earth on like i was Everest? hoping it was like some sort of unpopulated mountain dimension yeah <laughs> like they could just have this one it's cold it's probably not pleasant it's craggy <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll buy it. It's fine. <laughs> I was just very confused because it, it looked like the one from the first Doctor Strange movie when he goes through the little 
glass door portal thing and it's just like a snowy mountain so i was like are, is he just dumping these like out of sight out of mind uh so yeah i wonder if we'll see them come back again but maybe not uh but this does seem to maybe sort of give them a solid case for him for donnie not performing magic anymore mm-hmm. um of course that's something that they will discuss at a later point because she hulk has to get back to her date who is yeah. she does at least get him to uh agree to the cease and desist yeah yeah on on threat of <laughs> goblin cow right yeah the last the last one before she tosses it through um and yeah they just sort of say yes uh donnie and his assistant so i don't know i i kind of feel like maybe this other dimension will come back again wong seems to be a recurring character not just a (laughs) one-off cameo so who knows um perhaps yeah maybe we'll see some more magic stuff uh we do have a another uh, Titiana, Tatiana, Titan, Tiana, Titania. Titania. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she shows up again. Well, not in person, um, but she basically serves She-Hulk by suing her for the rights to the name She-Hulk, <laughs> which just seems ridiculous. Uh, but maybe this is where we're getting some more Titania stuff and we're going to see her be more annoying which is kind of what we've been led to believe her character is um but we haven't really seen much of her character so it'll be exciting maybe that will be next week's episode um we'll get to see her character a little bit more maybe find out her superpowers maybe find out what she actually does right now it just seems like she's a social media whatever you call them, influencer, I guess. An influencer, yeah. So far, that's all we've got, is that she's an influencer with superpowers, mm. which I would be like, pick a lane, but it doesn't <laughs> look like she's gonna. Yeah, no, it does not seem like she's gonna. So, I guess we'll find out next week on uh, on that. But we can, uh, we can get to what is maybe my favorite part of this episode, which is the end credit scene, um, or post credit scene. I do want to mention again, it's worth it to not skip to that and instead watch the end credits because every week so far, uh, a number of them have changed to be new for episode-specific content, which I think is really cool. Um, some of them are like, man, I kind of want that as like a poster to hang on the wall. Like <laughs> Some of them are really cool. Uh, so definitely don't skip those uh, if you like to see the cool little courtroomy artwork that they have at the end um but we show backup carmitage wong is now with his new best friend madison with two n's and a y not where you think and they're going to watch some tv together uh but madison is also asking him about what his favorite drinks are and what alcohols he's had before um (laughs) (laughs) I think it's fun to get to know a little bit more about Wong um, and maybe like what he's like outside of 
work, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we we talked about that before, getting to see that before he was the librarian and before he was Sorcerer Supreme, he worked at a Target uh, <laughs> in Carmitage. So I think now it's interesting hearing about all the drinks that he's tried and yeah. what what he likes to drink. Gin and tonic is a very bougie choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did not peg Wong for a gin and tonic. Uh, Me neither. I wouldn't have bet that in a million yeah, years. Yeah. Um, I also, I mean, he said it wasn't great, but also the yak milk and vodka. Just, I don't even know why. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you would try it. Uh, Madison seems very excited to try it. And he does say that they may have some yak milk left over uh, from the wedding. So from the wedding, which that's also a pretty big indicator to me that it's it's not Christine's. <laughs> yeah, that she would just like have Christine yak milk. Have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's Marvel's thing, right? Every time they oh. answer one question, they give you six more questions. So exactly. Uh, I, maybe we'll find out. <laughs> Also, Madison's understanding of blue carousel is the exact same as mine, which is, I don't know what it is. It's just blue. I thought that it was fun that they, so blue carousel is one of those things that like, if it's in a drink, I'm probably going to get that drink because if it's blue, it's probably super sugary and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I, for the longest time, thought it was blue Caraco. I just never, I was like, Blue Caraca, Blue Caraca. Because I never really heard anyone say it. I just saw it on menus. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And so the first time I saw it, I was, or heard someone say it, I was like, oh, that's how you say that? So when they mentioned it in this episode, I was like, what a weird pull to talk about for like longer than just have you had it. It was like, have you had it? No, what is it? It's blue. And I was like, uh, <laughs> This is fun because that's my understanding of it too. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Is it? Is it a liquor? Is it yes, a mixed drink? I, I. Is it just syrup? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you, can you drink it by itself? Syrup? I don't know. <laughs> are, you, are people taking like shots of blue curacao? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe that will be next oh. week's post-credit scene. Will be yeah, Madison. Madison will be like, I got online and I looked up some stuff. <laughs> Here's some blue curacao and yak milk. Um, well, that's kind of where the episode leaves us um, with Jen having been sued, or I guess the beginnings of being sued for uh, using the name She-Hulk. And that's where we're going to pick it up next week. It's mm-hmm. odd that we're not getting references to anything else that has happened so far. Um no one really seems concerned about where Bruce is. We don't really know what else is going on with um, Emil. That's his name, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that is one of the things on her to-do list, is to talk to his soulmates. So, Aww. I mean, maybe they are still working on that case. Although I guess he's... The thing she was hired to do happened. He got out on parole, so I don't know. But I'm interested to see if any of this is going to come back or if this is just sort of like it's a law show and every week there's a new 
case that needs to be dealt with and it gets dealt with and then off to the races with those characters. I'm not sure. What I'm pondering on is, is Titania's lawyer going to be Daredevil? I know. Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> it was, it was such like a big deal that he was in the show and now I'm starting to like super suspects that he's going to be in the show for one episode and it's, if anything, it's just going to be like a, yeah. Like, like a cameo. Yeah. Either like he's, he's, he's representing somebody against her or she's representing someone that he's trying to put away. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to find Yeah. Out. There's eight episodes, right? So we got four more. I thought there were nine. Oh, are there nine episodes? I, I can never remember. Yeah, I think this is a longer series. Okay. Maybe it's even 10. I Please, 12. 22. <laughs> 22, yeah. like a real show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, Disney. Um, so, yeah, there's time. I I do highly suspect that it will be a one-episode thing, if that. Womp. So, yeah, don't get too excited. But get a little bit excited. <laughs> uh, well, any final thoughts on this episode or anything that we missed? we missed anything aren't we supposed to answer our question from last week yes yes we are supposed to answer our question from last week um so i think well i I, do you want to go first you want me to go first um the question was like who would we want to defend Mm -hmm. and what in what case they would be you would be defending them with right i think the one that i would want to defend the most would be cap because he would definitely be innocent (laughs) whatever it is if it's so much as like a speeding ticket that he's like disputing he didn't do it and everyone knows that he didn't do it it would be the easiest case ever but i think we all know at this point that the one i'd be most likely to defend no matter what it was would be loki (laughs) like we have indisputable evidence that he did so much murder (laughs) but but like I'm sh- he had a reason. Yeah. And I'm going to lay all that out right now. I made a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> I think... It wasn't his fault. <laughs> it was difficult for me because I was torn between who I want to meet and who I think would be fun <laughs> to, uh, to work with. I think, obviously, who I want to meet would be Wolverine. And I think... Yeah. The, I wouldn't want to deal with anything like too heavy for his case so i'd want it to be like maybe he got busted for carrying metal onto an airplane or something i was about to say his could get back yeah yeah so i I don't know that i want to like defend him for murdering like a room full of people but you know something lighter maybe a speeding ticket uh something like that i think it'd be fun and it's just him running yeah yeah (laughs) um i think the the second the like main one that i would want would be Korg um because like I mean similar to Cap like come on how precious is he yeah exactly like he didn't do anything wrong so I think that I would want to represent Korg and I would want to represent him for hmm, I'd want to represent him for like public like nuisance or whatever that's called when you like you're too loud in public and then they arrest you disturbing yeah the yeah that one yeah i think that that would be 
that'd be a fun one to do with Korg. Uh, so hopefully you audience members have sent us yours. Um, if you do, we'll give you one more week for that. And maybe next week we'll read some of your answers. Um, so definitely check us out on social media or wherever you listen to the podcast, just leave your comments and reviews there. Um, for this week's question, who do you think is going to show up in this show next? either as a cameo or as a like a reference to someone in the comics. Um, I know it's Marvel, so like the things that they could pull from is huge. But I think like a little bit of She-Hulk research, you'd probably be able to pull somebody that they would throw in here, or at least reference in here. Uh, so that'll be the question for next week. So who do you think is going to show up in this show? Either next or just before the thing ends. And you can't say Daredevil because we already know that. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Um, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be next week's question. Uh, make sure to leave us a review. Comment on our episodes. Follow us on social media. We're going to be doing another giveaway next week. Um, yeah. I will post what we are giving away. Um probably along with this episode. So check out our Instagram and our Facebook page to see which pop we're going to be giving away. Um, but then we won't be giving it away until next week's episode. So you have to listen to the episode so that you can find out how to enter. Um, I think next week it's going to be a secret phrase. Um, so you're going to have to listen and find out what the secret phrase is to try to win the pop. Uh, so yep join us next week for episode 5 of She-Hulk and a chance to win a cool prize catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.